0: From the top of the charts to the dusty $1 bin and everything in between, it's time for another review on Life to Labyrinth. Anyway, I'm getting better at social media.
1: It took I just... me I I was way late to the game with Instagram for sure, but now that I'm in it, I just I think it's the best. I'm like, well, I don't need to read your stupid rant, I'm just seeing a cute little photo and I can ignore it if I want to. And and it's fun, I find, for little funny things that are... <laughs> I'm yes, going to post I- this because I think this is hysterical and I just want it to be up for 24 hours so we can all have a good laugh at this and then it disappears.
0: Yes, I do like Instagram stories. I do enjoy those quite a bit for a while when i started getting into instagram i just used my story to post like really awful things to look at you know like two two feet holding toes like hands oh, and yeah, stuff oh like yeah i know, that. i remember oh, you, oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> it was and like uh, friends of mine that I worked with at the time were like, you piece of shit. Like I was I was just outside smoking, minding my own business. And then I saw your fucking Instagram story and almost threw up in my front lawn. Like,
1: oh, wow. That's a <laughs> so great reaction. When
0: when people started threatening to like unfollow me and stuff, I was like, this could start damaging friendships. So I kind of fucking pulled back. Intense reaction. <laughs> Intense reaction. Making my friends puke on their front lawn.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> I was getting reaction, though which is more than I can say for our podcast Instagram. So maybe I need to do that, but I don't really need to cause a fucking scene.
1: (laughs) Okay. Let me think about that because I feel like I should learn more about Instagram anyways, just as a skill, which I keep bringing up skills that I want to learn and then totally don't do anything about them and ignore them. But But
0: what are my skills?
1: Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to learn how to edit this podcast. I have, I done it once. I have not, but it's always in the back of my head when we record. And then I forget the story of my life. Basically. But Instagram, let me think about that.
0: All right. Well, welcome back, everyone, to Life to Labyrinth podcast. My name's Bryn. Angie is here. We are missing Steven again. No word on when he'll be back, but I assume at this point, no news is still good news. Godspeed, brother, if you are listening, but I suspect you probably don't have time.
1: And you would have hated this album anyways.
0: (laughs) I told him what it was. I, I put yeah, it up on our Discord because right he did mention that he wanted to still hear wanted to know what albums we were listening to. But no no notes from him on how he felt about it or if he even had time. But Fair anyway, enough. yeah. Godspeed. Thinking of you, Steven.
1: Of course. We miss your we miss the third voice.
0: Yes. Steven's like our Jerry Seinfeld, I find. He's like a good straight man. You and I just like spin off into the fucking <laughs> ether. And, and he has just to like
1: stay grounded. he
0: fucking centers us back, and he's just like, okay, so in 1986, this punk band, and it's like, all oh, right. And this, you and I are like, remember that time supposed- in
1: high school? <laughs>
0: <laughs> St- yeah, Stephen keeps the conversation on track, just because he has no idea what the fuck we're talking about two thirds of the time, and he wants to be part of it, and it's just such an important part of what we're doing. So
1: I'm sure the last back, podcast oh, was cool. just you and I talking about. <laughs> high
0: <laughs> without him it's not so bad it's it's okay
1: from what know, i've gotten
0: through of it so far
1: i know at one point i like had an out of i have to stop saying like i'm, I'm noticing that a lot i felt like i was having an out of body experience or something because i had no idea what we were talking about or i knew exactly what conversation and i looked up on my computer and i had super tramp up and i was like what oh shit yeah get back to it <laughs> <laughs> if we could edit
0: these podcasts faster i'd suggest yeah you and i just have one where we just talk bullshit and throw it up on the internet and see if anyone listens to Or it.
1: like we did that one week is where you and i just talk for no reason for an hour and then maybe in the podcast there's less of it because we've already got it out of our system
0: <laughs> exactly we exactly we'll just have to start having more off off, uh, off mic conversation. That's right. <laughs> so, this album that you suspect Stephen didn't like, what is it? What does it mean to you? Heartbreak Albums, week two.
1: Heartbreak Album, week two. So, I said this last week, similar to you, I didn't pick an album that specifically is just kind of like a go-to for when I'm sad sacky. But this was a, uh, an album that I just totally latched onto, I guess in a more... Mm, understated uh, volatile time in my life. I think I listened to this album for maybe several breakups, which is a, a sign of the volatility. But I guess it caught me off guard because I'm not one to get really pumped about really popular music. I don't know anything about the Taylor Swifts of the world or Miley Cyrus or anything like that. And and I, I feel like posier this was very, very popular. His first song, Take Me to Church, blew up and was played everywhere from, you know, dentist office to the grocery store, which is, I don't know, not not normally where I would pick up my next big thing. But this this album really stuck with me. And that song is great, but I found the rest of the album to be something very different, something not... Oh, this was manufactured. This is a, you know, a, a world-famous pop band. It, it was, this kind of has a lot of depth and feeling to it. And uh, yeah, what did you think about it?
0: I was remarkably surprised. I was really, really pleasantly surprised. I didn't think that I heard any of these songs before. I have heard Take Me to Church, but I didn't realize it till the second time I listened to it. I was like, wait, no, I do know this song. But yes, you're right. It absolutely exploded. Because if you look at his top five on Spotify, it's Take Me to Church at 1.3 mil. And then Them Bones is his number two, which looks like a featuring him song, which is at 100,000. And then like a couple hundred thousand, maybe 300 for like his other one. So like he's in the hundreds of thousands on every other song that's popular of his. And he's like 1.3 mil on this on Take Me to Church. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I feel like I struggled to find the time to get through the whole album as a block. So I kept like putting it on I mean like, oh, what song did I get to last time? Oh, I think I got to, you know, From Eden or This Week and i'd sort of start there and like by the time i got to where i was going i heard a couple so i feel like i've only heard like maybe the last two or three songs like once or twice and i've heard like the first two-thirds of the album maybe six or seven times okay but, but i think i liked i liked this a lot more than i thought i would and i think maybe you buried the lead a little bit when you talked about how it was like adult contemporary and it was sort of yeah, it was like doctor's office music and stuff. And I was I was like, trying okay. to manage
1: the expectations because I'm. It's one of those things that I'm a little bit embarrassed about for no reason. But I'm I get you know uh, everyone knows who this is, whatever. But I kind of tried to downplay it so that I wasn't like check out this rad wacky thing. And it's like take me to chat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think either. Adult contemporary music is something that now, me as an adult, most of the way to 40, it's what I want to hear.
1: Sure, we're fucking or, old. So get on the David yeah, Gray I mean, train. Get on the David right? Gray train. It's all downhill right.
0: from here. I'm, the cool shit Steven listens to is the stuff that I struggle with in some cases the most. And it's like, doesn't seem to matter whether it was something that would have been popular when I was in high school or not. Some of it is just like, dude, I am not cool enough for this stuff. But. <laughs> yeah i hear you no i really liked it and it didn't like it didn't like hook me the way some some artists do like i remember and i want to do it on the podcast soon i really really do i want um cigarettes after sex when i found that band like i i could not stop listening to that album this one like i really liked it and i was happy to put it on every time what was the uh the the struts when the struts we talked about them i was like every time i put it on i liked it but i sort of was very like meh about putting it on this one i was like oh i gotta put it back on i gotta listen to it more and every time i put it on i'd be like yeah no this is great so so i think i think it I think I just like the songs is all of his vocals are really like reverby and mm-hmm. big roomy. And I really like, I just like that sound. I think maybe it's cause yeah, I'm getting older. I don't really need crushing guitars a lot. Although um, one of the things we were going to talk about is the music we ended up listening as a result of the choice that we had for the week. I did end up listening to a lot more metal music I found this week than I have recently. So I thought that was an interesting juxtaposition, but no, I thought it was great. I could see where someone would listen to this to sort of wallow in post-breakup feelings.
1: And as I said, I listened to this in the relationship too. So it's kind of got a very, you know, I don't know, textured, sexy feeling, and then you can see how that stabs you in the heart and then you're just left with this album.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, that didn't happen. It does. It
0: seems like a kind of like to jump, sort of jump in, but I feel like you're right. It, it feels like the kind of album that like it absolutely could be what you needed to be in the moment. Like it could be the kind of album, like I said, where you're after a relationship and you just want to feel crushed. But it also seems like a really good album to put on if you're like, for me, having a lady over for the first time. Yeah, It's like she's coming up to your room and you got to put something on like this would be good. Like I could see not that I have sex with music on much these days that was really more of a teenager 20s kind of thing for me but like i could see fucking to this album
1: um to uh to be alone that's a great song for great song to get busy that must be date night for sure
0: (laughs) i'm listening to that one right now actually okay that's funny that's for
1: sure date night it's sexy (coughs) um okay i'm gonna jump in here and be steven so hosier is irish (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and wait, that's I all my. my punk, I gotta get. I gotta
0: get my, uh, you know, uh, from the UK slash England's um, I... clicker out, and then I need my other punk rock clicker to see how many times you say those.
1: Words. Okay. First of all, I didn't realize I was picking someone else, or did I? Did I say that? I can I'm. Old, I've only picked British people. Anyways, Irish. That's different. That's not uh, England. Not Anywho. Well, yeah, but it's not. None of it's. England, but uh, let's, not, I digress. let's not go there.
0: That's, that's no. only trouble.
1: So, fun fact his mom is an artist and did the cover art for his album. That was something I was really excited to learn about. I think that's so that's really sweet. Cool. Um, something I choked over is that he was born March 17th,
0: 1990.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, what? Like, he wrote, I'm sorry, did he write that album in his early 20s? Fuck off. What? Oh man, that blew my mind. I do this at work all the time when I'm writing up licenses, and I see CEOs are like 1993 born. I'm like, shut up! What is? I am old. And um, must,
0: must the world constantly remind us that we are colossal failures? Like-
1: God, shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm 30, and I've had the you know biggest song in the world. Uh, no big deal. Anyways, good for him. Totally. So. His music draws from folk, soul, and blues, which is definitely that vibe that caught me that's different because I soul to the core. I don't know what I was trying to say with that. Who cares? Stop saying um as well. Um and like. I heard myself in Charlie Pride that even the little clip you put on, I'm like, like, um, like, um, like, um, like, um, scene.
0: I can't, I can't cut them all out.
1: I know. It's, no, no, no. I don't expect you to. I need to learn to speak like a fucking adult.
0: I'm the same. I, I say like a lot more than I realize I it's, do.
1: I don't know what other word to use. It is similar to. It is as if. So Take Me to Church, we were talking about, was a huge international success. It hit number two on the Billboard Top 100, which is really big for like a small Irish singer, songwriter. It was six times platinum in Ireland and multi-platinum in several other countries. And I'm just gonna go here for a quick second. Had a bit of a day, had a bit of a heavy heart today, was reading some heavy things about some wonderful musicians that have done not so wonderful things. And I was getting really down about it. And let me just tell you, oh, and then in the middle of the day, Christopher Plummer dies. Okay, everyone knows Sound of Music is my my reason for living. And then, anyways, I was having a day, heavy heart. So, I don't really want to get into it too much, but I was having a bit of a day. I started my day off very early with reading some tough things about one of my favorite musicians. And then it spiraled into reading about... Uh, Marilyn Manson and the recent allegations and I was really having a hard time processing because it's difficult and then in the middle of the day Christopher Plummer died (laughs) (laughs) and it just seemed to be piling on and then I decided to watch the Tiger Woods documentary Um, and anyways the punchline is if you're ever having one of those days go read about Hosier (laughs) He seems like the most stand-up, wonderful, lovely gentleman alive. I started writing down the political, like activism causes he's been involved in, and I just stopped because it was getting embarrassing. He was basically making us all look like dick faces. Um, <laughs> it's but like who like,
0: won Valentine's <laughs> Day? <laughs> just,
1: what a what a lad! What a man. And at such a young age to recognize not to kind of take that crazy fandom and, you know, let's just get ripped and and party, which I, I know I would have done. He's been known for, like, so many things to the point where there is an Irish comedian who wrote a piece for an Irish website about street harassment and body shaming that women experience. And the piece was entitled, Why Can't All Lads Be Sound Like Hosier? <laughs> She 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 just she goes on to say, I chose Hosier as my vessel for male Irish soundness because he embodies all the aspects of Irish masculinity that is good. He's not brash, but stands firmly up for what he believes in. He uses his platform with the best of intentions. And I'm telling you the things he's supported, like female reproductive rights, had all the royalties from one of his songs go to a Black Lives Matter cause. He's helped homeless families with uh, other famous... Uh, Irish people that I didn't write down. He's supported marriage equality, access to health care, recently did something to support nurses. Just seems like a beautiful man. So I was really happy to end the day by reading that because I feel like the album feels very deep and pure and, and lovely. And it's wonderful that he is also that person and real life. So that was my cleansing my cleansing comfort blanket after the day that was a little bit gross.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Aw. Not only that, the art on this album looks like he's wearing a mask, so it's timely.
1: I thought that, too. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. It's like his mom was psychic when she was being artsy and and creating that.
0: Yes, that really sucks. That's a heavy day. I I remember chatting with you a little bit about Christopher Plummer, and I learned shortly after that, not that this name will mean anything to you, but... um, Polly Lou Livingston, this wonderfully charming woman, at least publicly, who voiced a character called Tree Trunks in Adventure Time, also passed away today.
1: Oh, rest in peace.
0: Rest in peace, Polly Lou Livingston. Tree Trunks was this amazing character, just like this old little ball elephant who was like a pirate, but she had a 90-year-old woman's voice, so she was like, oh, do you want to come in and go... (laughs) it was just great like she was like i pirate, and, and these men seemed like they were tight so i invited them on my boat <laughs> and then they like betray her and she's like and it was that was the day i, dec- I decided that there was gonna be no more titan man in my life or whatever it was.
1: oh my god yeah i've missed this it completely
0: adventure time is a wonderfully wacky show i don't know if you're i mean you may like it actually you like cartoons you it's, it's, it's supposed I'm to be like
1: pretty diehard family guy, which I'm, I'm yeah, about, but whatever.
0: Adventure time is something that is over so that you can watch the whole thing, but it's not that easy to find in streaming services in Canada. Um, I know I had to download it. I mean, purchase it legally, but anyway, what, what um, was
1: it? sorry. Explaining what it was, a, yes, a cartoon, but was it like it was adult cartoony? Like- and it
0: was it was it was for children originally but it's sort of a children's show that has a lot of adult stuff in it and as the show went on they added more they became more and more for adults because they're they sort of I think naturally grew the show with their audience not only that the main character Finn who is this little boy is voiced by who was voiced by a little boy who grew up. So as his voice started changing, as he went from like a 10 year old to a 16 or 17 year old, or however old he was when the show finally ended, they aged the characters accordingly. So he starts having crushes on girls and he starts like wanting to find out, you know, he starts like becoming sort of like sexually interested and having bigger problems, like going through sort of puberty, having sort of emotional problems and stuff. Um, But basically the plot of the show is that it's, this post-apocalyptic world where this little boy Finn believes he's the only human left on earth and there's all these sort of weirdly distorted mutant animals who You've are
1: lost me a little <laughs> but okay. <laughs>
0: um, it's one of those things where it's like to explain it, people's eyes just cross and glaze over. And it's like, no, yeah. there's like a peppermint butler.
1: Yeah, no, and, as soon as you said post-apocalyptic, I took a nap, but I'm here.
0: <laughs> it's not, it, the post-apocalyptic isn't really about that. It's it's mostly just like, you know, something bad happened in the passage to kind of get into and blew a big chunk of the world out. Like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a very, very big universe that they've built out of what was a very basic show of this little boy going on adventures with his like adopted brother talking dog basically and
1: was this like as like a TVO cbc like where did this land
0: um originally what we're talking cartoon about
1: network. the cartoon network okay it's
0: cartoon sure. network um anyway it's lovely and it's it's very very well written despite like again like if you try and explain it to someone like i just did they're just like no thank you because that is exactly what happened to me um it was explained to me before Renee and Liam moved to Edmonton Renee was like oh he loves this adventure time show and she tried to explain it to me and I was like sounds like a cool kids show I'm not gonna watch it and she's like no it's fantastic (laughs) anyway so I started watching it and I think I've actually seen all of it and he hasn't now (laughs) (laughs) nice so um that's good it's a fantastic show. It's very, very emotional. Like, it's really sad at times when he starts trying to find his parents because he learns that he's not the only human. He tries to find his parents and they don't obviously like most, most stories like that, your parents and are these hero characters in your mind or like anyone that's your hero, you have built up to be something in your mind turns out to be just disappointing.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm right in the middle of the Tiger Woods documentary and him <laughs> and his dad. Whoa, whoa, whoa intense. I, I'll stop bringing it up Tiger Woods starting now.
0: It's okay. I went on a pretty big adventure time ride. Anyway, it was lovely, and there's quite a bit of it. If you want a new cartoon show that's sort of funny and goofy, but is really, really well-written and like has a deep emotional thing that you can connect to, I'd say go for it. Do you watch... Have you seen Final Space? No. On Netflix? Okay.
1: Have you Never seen Big Mouth? Yeah. God, that's great. I just I,
0: finished... Go the, go ahead, Deb.
1: I was just going to say I was laughing crying when the tampon sang everyone bleeds to REMs <laughs> like, I just died. I thought it was sounded so much like REM they really committed they did the whole song singing about everyone bleeds i I wanted to you know, put it on a, a playlist and listen to it forever. And then they did a queen one. I can't remember what it was about, but it was so well done. Yeah. Fuck, it was so well done. I haven't finished it, but when I do watch it, it's whoa. Well done everyone.
0: <laughs> I have finished it, but I probably need to go back and watch it again. I also just recently, I think this past week finished disenchantment, which I don't know. You obviously guess you haven't been watching it. It's the Matt Groening show. That's yeah. on Netflix. I don't know. It's a Netflix original. Matt graining who made the simpsons
1: yeah I definitely know, didn't think that's how you pronounced it but yeah okay
0: graining no yeah
1: yeah i'm like who i got it no i figured it
0: Matt groaning yeah no, for it...
1: sure i would have thought yeah. that
0: no it's Groening. i read it in a book years like when i was a kid i had this like simpsons behind the scenes book and it was like matt graining and in brackets it was like pronounced like raining and i've always remembered it i don't know why
1: that's funny
0: probably because people I... say my name wrong all the time so
1: Funny, yeah, I hear you. I have a terrible last name. Um, a great last name, that's hard to pronounce. I don't, I will tell you, I don't gravitate towards cartoons. Uh, Family Guy, I just uh, adore. I can't, but most cartoons I can't sit through the same way I can with Family Guy. I didn't sit through Big Mouth. I can't sit through Archer. I like it, and I think it's funny, but I, I don't know, for some reason, the only cartoon in, uh, in a long time that I can actually really sit and commit to is Family Guy.
0: That's fair. I like quite a lot of them. I find I like putting them on, like in the background. I don't know. I find them, I find them a good release entertainment-wise. I find that they can be funny, but I also like well-written ones. So, like, I like the Adventure Time. I still like Family Guy, but I haven't really watched it in f- fucking years. It's um, you know, still
1: have- funny. <laughs> and Netflix has all of it now. And I'm not embarrassed to say that. I am embarrassed to say it. I'm lying that I still think it's I don't know spot on and and shitty and hysterical <laughs> they just still push the envelope and you're like oh I can't believe they did that that's amazing
0: maybe I need to get back into it but no I like I like them I try and watch them I mean I do like Archer I don't think I finished it I think I'm behind again but yeah like, I, I never liked,
1: finished Archer either
0: I liked Final Space I liked Rick and Morty I liked like this disenchantment show adventure time. I watched regular show and other kids TV show basically but anyway
1: uh, I don't know how we got to cartoons from Hosier but
0: because just, the lady that voices oh, the yeah, character yes, Tree yes, Trunks yes. passed away yes.
1: so this was a sad and hard day yeah oh can I tell you something funny? okay of course you know about my mad love for Garden State and I do. and you know that the soundtrack from Garden State was like, some would argue, the defining soundtrack of our time as humans. And then after we talked about that, I was watching Zach Braff's other movie called Wish I Was Here, and I messaged you and I was like, if you haven't seen this, you must. And right after I texted you, he used a hosier song in that (laughs) movie. (laughs) And I was like, whoa! funny because i think zach braff should just create the soundtrack to my life and the world and then he threw in a hosier the cherry wine song and i thought oh wow this feels like all my world's colliding in a in a wonderful way
0: zach braff introduced our entire generation to indie music
1: yeah for sure i haven't watched it yet
0: but i do i do intend to but i think i probably owe it to you to watch the sound of music first
1: Mm, yeah I can't wait. I can't wait. I also see here that um, Hozier performed Take Me to Church on the Grammy Awards with Annie Lennox, who I'm also a fucking super fan of.
0: Like, again, what a great guy. Like, he didn't do it again with, like, Ariana Grande or something. No, right? Annie
1: Lennox. <laughs> Annie fucking oh. Lennox. Okay, but I will tell you, I've tried to listen to his more recent album after this, because I, what I wanted to say was when you said his numbers were so high for that, um, for Take Me to Church, it almost feels like one hit wonder numbers. But you know that he had some success with his songs after, and I think he was well known enough and had enough momentum to be able to have success with following songs. And I don't really know to what degree he did, but the album after is not doesn't catch me in the same way it doesn't have the same jam it doesn't have the same vibe it feels a lot more a little bit more poppy i will tell you one of the songs on it i can't remember the name of it but i think it's movement or move me or something is beautiful and I and the but the rest of the album doesn't really rock my socks off. So I really do hope because I think he's extremely talented and a wonderful guy, and he's so young and has so much um I don't want to say potential. I think that's condescending at this point. But I hope I'd be very curious to see what the next album is like. To see if he gets yeah. back to more of that like bluesy, like how he matures and how his music matures. I'd be very curious to see how that sounds because it feels a little like maybe he wasn't quite sure what sound he was going for but what the fuck do i know like
0: yeah hard to say i i didn't get a chance to listen to anything else other than this album so that was a bummer
1: and and i certainly didn't expect that at all but i did because i thought i i, if I remember correctly i hadn't listened to the whole thing before and i don't know why cuz i really loved this album and then as i started listening to it i was like oh yeah i remember why <laughs> i <laughs> couldn't i just couldn't commit i just want so to
0: listening i'm not sure if we mentioned it but we listened to the self-titled 2014 hosier album
1: oh see like we didn't even say that in the opening steven come back god <laughs> <laughs> we'll like get there
0: way we're in we're doing better this week than we did last week
1: we really went on a tangent that's fine i just saw that he loves aretha franklin and i was like god this guy couldn't be more fantastic um, credits
0: his uh, artistic activist Nina Simone and Woody Guthrie among his yeah, influences. Oh like God, what a man! Like I don't know enough about Woody Guthrie, but oh. you know, Nina Simone was certainly somebody worth looking up to. And imagine maybe not as a mother, but
1: <laughs> oh yeah. But I just think of like imagine saying that some of your influences are Nina Simone when you're like. 24? God bless you, young man. Man, the Irish are doing it right. What a wonderful human.
0: Doing well. Doing well.
1: We don't need to talk about all the bad things the Irish have done. I'm just going to avoid it. There's so I have so many things today on my list of things to avoid talking about today because I just don't want to get into it.
0: They do a lot of really great things. Like they have the Tri Channel where you get to watch Irish people drink liquor and eat spicy food and see how they react to it. And I love it. I wish I'd thought of it. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. I love,
0: I love it. I love it so much. I love the Tri Channel. Shout out to the Tri Channel. I'm going to hit them up. I'm going to ping them on their Instagram.
1: <laughs> That's great. I think you should cut out the part where I said that Irish people have done bad things because everyone's done bad things. They just happen to have like a terrorist faction amongst them.
0: Oh, well, I think... I don't know. I don't want to get into it. But I think I, I think a lot it's of that kind of list. stuff is... I think a lot of that stuff is the, a response by a certain group of people to feeling oppressed in a way that they don't feel that they should be. Mm-hmm. And I'll just leave it at that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't sure, think there's any necessarily... I walk
1: away.
0: <laughs> I don't think there's any reason to cut it out of the episode. I mean, Canadians certainly can't say that we haven't done horrible things. And oh, no, for populations sure. Populations sure. of, uh, like, even today in 2021, there's huge sections, sections of our population that are essentially abandoned by... Their are provincial and federal governments. So
1: it's hideous. I just didn't want to be saying, Oh, this giant group of people is good and or bad. Cause that is not my place to say. And i f- Ye- everyone fucking knows. I love the Brits adore them. <laughs> I'm just going to only play. <laughs> I'm just only going to listen to pitch British music this whole time. You won't <laughs> even know it. So would you listen to this again? Is this something you'd maybe throw some songs on a playlist or what? Definitely. What's your level of commitment to Hozier?
0: I listened to this again, 100%, which I guess makes it a Desert Island album for me. We've never really specifically. Yeah,
1: I don't understand what, the fucking concept. I at think all.
0: I think the Desert Island albums are basically like, is it sweet enough you take it with you? Like, would you listen to it again?
1: Oh, but that's not like it became Desert Island it's, after. It's so supposed to be like. Des- <laughs> it was
0: basically a malapropism. Stephen misspoke. Mm hmm he said "Desert island album instead of desert island album and i just was like well that's not gonna die so it became <laughs> it just became a question like the next week it was like so steven is this a Desert island album for you and he was like you can go fuck yourself but because i am the way i am i can't let it die so it sort of became an unexplained segment of the show and i think it's basically just like i think it i, I take it more or less to be like is this an album that you're gonna listen to again like do you plan to listen to this again. I will or... tell you
1: that it was hard for me to listen to this album. I mean, A, because it grew a rage into my soul that I have obviously not dealt with because of certain things. But additionally, I've listened to this album so many times. I don't know when I am going to want to pick it up again. Mm. Like I was listening to songs being like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm alone with you. I've, I've almost killed it.
0: Okay, that's fair. So my album was from when I was like 15, 16 If unless it's gonna give something away, and I can cut it out. Like, how old were you when the relationship you were in that was this was part of? <laughs> uh,
1: like six years ago.
0: Okay, so it was like when it came out.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Okay, okay. So that would have. So you would have been in like what your mid twenties? Six years ago? Were or thirty? Mid twenties? You're
1: sweet. I don't know. Sweet. God bless you. <laughs> I would have been 30, no, wait,
0: 30. Yeah. <laughs>
1: 31. How but old are we? Yeah. I can, you go know what for. I do? I always go the year ahead to like, I don't know, manage my expectations or deal with it. So then I get really confused about how old I actually am <laughs> because I've already started saying 37, 37, 37, and then when it's around my birthday, I have to do some math or ask someone.
0: I occasionally do forget how old I am. 100%. Yeah. I have yeah. to like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I just, I struggle with dates. I think maybe because I, that, that like car restoration YouTube show I watched that I mentioned last week, he's quite often like, no, this car is set for like 20 years. So it hasn't been on the road since like 2000. And I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> 20 years ago is not the year 2000. I. Damn it. (laughs) I
1: have a huge problem with dates as well. When I was watching the Tiger Woods documentary, I'm going to stop bringing it up. It said 2004. I'm like, that's so recent. And then I thought, "Mm, no, only recent in my head where I think 2004 and 2014 is the same year. Because like, for some reason there's 10 years in there. That doesn't count for me.
0: Gone. Do you see that thing that I was on Reddit this week? I think it was like, when I don't the know wonder what Reddit years... is. Oh so no. Okay. So never mind. Um <laughs> It's basically where everything you see on Facebook comes from.
1: Uh. Okay. Okay.
0: Ha ha ha. Uh, but there was a thing that was like, when the wonder years came out, when they were like the wonder years came out 33 years ago or whatever. And it came out in like, I don't know, 98 or something like that. And it was supposed to be set uh, or no, it came out in like 88, maybe 88. It was supposed to be set 20 years previous so it was set in 1968 so and the person was like so if a show like the wonder years came out this year it would be set in 2001 and again I was like how dare you <laughs>
1: oh that's so rough <laughs> I feel like it was a rough reminder last year because all of my favorite albums were celebrating 25 years and every time I saw that I thought why the fuck am i still listening to it why is this still in my rotation i mean yay but uh, it just it blew my mind blew my mind when they're like "Well, we're celebrating 25 years of you know no doubt tragic kingdom i'm like no absolutely (laughs) not i will not be a part of these lies
0: (laughs) oh dear Time time moves too quickly, and we are getting too old.
1: It's sad, sad times.
0: What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I saw, I saw just before we came on again on Reddit because that's how I spend most of my free time. That today marks the day, or tomorrow. Tomorrow marks the day. I think tomorrow marks the day where John Lennon has officially been dead for the same amount of time he was alive. Because he lived from like. October 8th of 1940, whenever he was born, to December 8th of 1980. So the guy was like, he lived for 40 years and this, you know, however many months and however many days. He calculated it, and it turns out that tomorrow the clock rolls over on John Lennon being dead longer than he was alive.
1: That feels a bit fucking meta.
0: It's
1: really <laughs> intense. Yeah. Is it, and isn't it crazy that we weren't even, we weren't alive
0: no he died in 1980
1: yeah we were never a lot I always forget that I'm like oh remember John Lennon and I'm like no nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I think I did or like I was there I wasn't yeah wow that's pretty crazy
0: yeah and I think I think it's big for me his passing despite the fact that he was he died three four years before we were born because the Beatles were the first band I really truly loved and the first band that I started reading books about and the first band I started learning the you know I learned the guys names and I learned about them and I got the Beatles anthology and I did all of that at a really young age and it always crushed me that he was gone he was like it was it was immediately like falling in love with my first band but immediately having to deal with the emotional loss of one of their members and the one that I liked the most being gone so it was immediately it was like immediately having something ripped away from me when I was like really young like I I got with the Beatles out from the library in Elmont when I was still no. in like elementary school, like they
1: had <laughs> I was great grow- CD selection there.
0: I got Never- Nirvana. Nevermind the same time I got with the Beatles and Nirvana's nevermind from the same library trip. And I tried to make a tape because I was like, you know, 10 years old or something. I was probably 10 because Kurt Cobain was already dead. So it was probably 94. So I was like 10. Um, and I found the Beatles and Nirvana the same week and I had a tape and I recorded as absolute much as I could of with the Beatles on one side. And I put as much as I could of nevermind on the other side.
1: Wow. And there it explains everything.
0: <laughs> Which is and interesting, because Kurt see. Cobain listened to the album with the Beatles a lot before he wrote the song about a girl. But that's a story for another day, when we listen to a completely different band than yes. Hosier.
1: Yeah, really. <laughs> um, I was going to say, um, same thing. My first band that I fell in love with was Queen. And when we went to see um, Bohemian Rhapsody... We were trying to figure out, my partner and I were trying to figure out if I became obsessed with him because he had died and it was like the revival. But I think I was younger and he was alive, but I don't think at any point was I aware that he had died. I don't remember Mm -hmm. being like, oh God, Freddie Mercury's gone. I just kept dancing my little heart out until I think I was old enough to be like, oh yeah, he, he is no longer with us.
0: Yeah, I remember my dad brought a, uh, he borrowed a Queen Greatest Hits album from some friend of his at work. He brought it home and he was listening to it in the house and I was like, this is amazing. And I I was like, Dad, this is great. And he was just like, well, don't be excited for the next Queen album to come out. And I was like, why? He was like, because he's dead. And I was like, but John Lennon's are, I was like, again, it was like that. It was that time in my life where I was like maybe 10, 11 or something like that. And yeah, my dad was like, well, he's dead. And I was like, are they all like, yeah, really? I I suffered from this problem for a really long time where literally every artist I started falling in love with was either broken up or had dead members and was effectively broken up. So it was like, you know, oh, I love the Beatles. Nope. Oh, the Queen is great. Nope. Oh, Led Zeppelin's awesome. Think again. Alice in Chains. Well, Lane Staley was still alive at the time, but he definitely wasn't active. So it was like, do you think he'll come back? Nope. Nirvana, forget it. Like (laughs) every artist I loved, it was like, you'll never see them live. And maybe that's why I've not pursued concerts as much as most of my friends because most of the bands I love didn't have concerts anymore.
1: Yeah, that's legitimate. I think I was really surprised because when I was watching the Alice in Chains documentary about like how many people they knew who had died, and it was really magnified for me how many musicians die. Oh yeah. It was it I mean, I know that obviously, but it seems like it happens less now. And I don't know if people really realize how often it happened in the past compared to now, you know, like, yeah, Amy Winehouse was such a big deal because people are like, what, like musicians are, are dying you know
0: 27 club member but that was the 90s and the 60s like we're supposed to yeah we're we're supposed to be done but yeah oh yeah it's 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 crushing when you think of that whole music scene like in the 90s where you think like andrew wood is gone from mother love bone that eventually became pearl jam and you know chris cornell is gone now and lane staley's gone now and mike Starr is gone now kurt cobain's gone now there's like what a couple of people from hole are gone now and there's so many more oh, yeah, that i'm true. forgetting and there's Wyland's gone yeah um, uh, i'm chris- daryl vinnie paul
1: i think chris cornell and the lincoln park guy chester were that- bennington yeah they were uh, they were big losses i think for our generation not that i ever really liked lincoln park but that's it doesn't matter but it just seems- I, d- I
0: didn't really like soundgarden either
1: oh fuck i love soundgarden
0: I never, I, I kind of got as far as, I liked sort of Pearl Jam. I loved Nirvana, loved Alice in Chains, kind of liked Pearl Jam. Like I really didn't get much past like Spoon Man and Black Hole Sun with um, Soundgarden, which I'm sort of embarrassed to admit, but I really like Chris Cornell's solo shit though. That like acoustic solo shit that he would do. That yes. was phenomenal.
1: Oh my God. When he covered Sinead O'Connor. Oh my God.
0: I can take a knee man. You're going to need a minute.
1: Uh, uh, have you seen that his um, cover album came out recently?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's. I started listening to that again because they released that as a single when that came out, didn't they?
1: No, like one came out like a month ago. I don't think it has okay. that on it. I'm not sure. I'm gonna be lying. I
0: think I know what you're talking. Yes, he had that that co- acoustic cover album that came out. Yeah, I think. Um. Anyway, yes, Shannon Hoon from, uh, Blind Melon, another one that died young.
1: That's another documentary I'm trying to get my hands on. I don't know how to watch it.
0: I think I've seen it. I think I downloaded it. It was good. But yeah, there's so many so many people from that generation that are gone, musicians and comedians that are gone like late 80s early 90s they're just dropping like flies because of substance abuse yeah just fucking sucks their music like goes on and it lasts and stuff and you think of how successful something like you know if Kurt Cobain was still alive even if he wasn't touring even if he wanted nothing to do with the music industry like if he was alive for things like the 25th anniversary of Nevermind or when they did the classic albums for Nevermind or you know when when they did uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions like if he was alive and could have been there
1: I think this would have
0: been so cool
1: yeah I think a lot about it what it must be like to be an aging rock star or an, a, basically an aging celebrity having kind of that weight of realizing you've done it or you've you know partied for 20 years and lived your best life and everything now is going to be aging and family and getting sick and I don't know why that strikes a chord with me so much. Like I can see I wouldn't be a person that handled that well.
0: Yeah, unless you're Dave Grohl, you're pretty much facing that.
1: Yeah. I don't know how I I do know that I've had that feeling in my life where I very obviously knew I'd left I had lived the best years of my life and and I knew that part was done and it's the most depressing fucking feeling in the world. That was the most fun I'll ever have. Now I'm turning 22, and it's all trying to find a job and go to school, and it was it was really really hard for me. So I think a lot about musicians aging, and and I was reading I, I don't know why I was reading a lot about Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington, but he was like playing board games with his family and laughing, and then you know two hours later he was dead. It's when you get there and you're like this isn't enough or this is it or i don't know but i i get i think about it a lot because it must be i mean unless you're Mick jagger and still i guess boning models at 90 or whatever he's doing it's tough it's brutal it must be really brutal to age out of being uh, excellent at your craft and being in that space where you're creating and and living it up and then having to get back to reality.
0: Yeah. I imagine it's devastating. I imagine in some ways somebody in that position would probably enjoy having some level of anonymity again. Because it would sort of give your life back in a lot of ways. Like not not everybody is like you say like Mick Jagger or Paul McCartney where they basically to this day can't really walk down the street.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you know you think of somebody who's an aging artist or something like that who potentially at one, one time was on top of the world like she's thinking like another another Irish artist S- Sinead O'Connor at one time Sinead O'Connor probably couldn't walk down the, the street almost anywhere without being recognized and I bet she can now
1: uh you know? hard to say yeah I don't well, know, if I know she's been in the news a bit so it's hard to say
0: yeah I think it's just it, we don't really understand how fast what we love disappears because I know I w- we discussed it and I was listening. I got into atlantis Morissette a couple of weeks ago, and one of the things I found is her performing You Ought to Know with Taylor Swift.
1: Oh, bizarre.
0: And it was a really cool performance. There's only like a shitty phone video of it on YouTube, but it's really cool. Taylor Swift's like, she's the baddest bitch and she owned the 90s and she wrote the best fucking breakup song of all time. And I'm like, this is from Taylor Swift, who is like the queen of breakup songs. Yeah. <laughs> if you know nothing about Taylor Swift, you at least know that she fucking writes breakup songs. I
1: know that. Yeah. That's the one thing I know.
0: <laughs> but by because I got into I was like, this is a cool performance. And I apparently like and all the comments were like, all these girls apparently that were at the concert went on Instagram and Twitter afterwards and they were like, who the fuck's alanis Marathette? Oh, Come on, my Taylor, heart. this sucks. Oh, I know my and I heart. was like,
1: excuse
0: <laughs> me. And then, but it's like, you know, the half the comments were that and then the other half were like spot on. It's just like every mom in the audience just lost their shit. And it's like, yeah, they probably did. <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, because it's an audience level recording. So it's like these girls and they're turning and you can see these like other girls in the audience around them. And they're just sort of like arms folded, kind of not knowing what the fuck's going on. And then you sort of like can spot these moms in the audience. and They're just like fucking all over it, you know, <laughs> because they sing that song for some ex-boyfriend or potentially the father of the daughter they're there with
1: (laughs) oh yeah that's rough
0: but it's but it's again it's like Alanis Morissette we think of her as this especially being Canadian and I don't want to get into it too much (laughs) from Ottawa yeah our home hometown girl and I don't want to get into it too much because spoilers (laughs) but again like we think of this person as enormous Alanis Morissette is a fucking Canadian icon she's a Canadian icon both in in our music industry and in terms of our generation and in terms of uh, Canadian women and women empowerment and there's so many different things that Alanis Morissette speaks to in terms of why she's important to people like us and perhaps more than me probably to someone like you but this is this is in in my opinion, a bigger star than Taylor Swift. And she's at a concert. How lucky are these people? And they're just like, they don't even know her. So Alanis Morissette probably can walk down the street largely unbothered as well.
1: I see. And that surprises me because I think she just did a Broadway musical. And I like not herself, but there's a a music. We're totally spoilers. All right, but yep, I might disagree with you a bit on that, but we can save it for we'll next. Get to it. All right. Put a lid on that.
0: So I, I, we don't I don't want to close the door on a hosier, but since we've already discussed it next week, I got to pick again because Steven's not here. And because I don't really want to go into any more of my breakups they're they feel a lot more recent even though some of them are still really long time ago and i just i'm not i'm not interested in, in going there especially you know if you and i want to have like fucking drinks and like get into our relationships and stuff like we <laughs> almost did over text message
1: i'll <laughs> cool. tell you what happened I'm, just, this I'm, just
0: I'm, not, I'm not super excited about revisiting some of these more painful memories and relationships that i went through and times in my life where i really wasn't a person that i want to talk about
1: I was um, surprised that listening to this album actually enraged me and made me upset. I thought I had like was over it. So I hear you.
0: Yes, um, but because we're in the spirit of breakup songs. The first big breakup song I ever remember hearing was Alanis Morissette. You ought to know. So let's just do Jagged Little Pill for next week.
1: I don't even need to listen uh, to one second of it. I can sing it all (laughs) for you from beginning to end right now, but I'm excited. I'm so
0: stoked to hear your stories about it. Um, I have heard most of it. I have not heard all of it. So this will be a first time listen through for me. But so we'll just get that. Well, okay, that part's done. We're going to listen to Jagged Little Pill next week. Cool. It's going to be fun. Another fun breakup album. We need a need need a lady back in our podcast, definitely, and a Canadian. This will be, I think, our our true first Canadian artist that we've done. So, let's bring it. That being said, Hosier, we need to do final (laughs) thoughts and we gotta finish it. We gotta finish it. We gotta stick it.
1: Yep, he sounds like a wonderful human being. I think there's something very special and different about that album that we looked at. I can't wait to see what else comes from him, and I hope he keeps. Shining his light in the world when we keep hearing so many fucking shitty stories about whatever, men, musicians, whatever. Thanks to artists like Hosier that give us faith that there's lots of good humans in the world. And yeah, I'm excited to see what happens next.
0: Yeah, I'll echo that. I think he, as well, he's one of those artists that, as much as it's very, very popular to shit on the music that comes out now, I think he definitely stands above and i think you know take me to church maybe like oh it's adult contemporary or whatever but i think this is a really well written album i think it's a well recorded album well produced album i think his voice is great i like the reverby like production level that they put on it and the double tracking it's just it feels big i like a I like the big sound of it, and I think that's maybe one of the reasons why I liked it originally. It doesn't sound dry. It sounds big and alive. And even though, it, you know, it's one guy and however many of the instruments he performed, I have no idea. But I just like the choices they made when they made this album. They, they, they did a good job with the songs and with his voice. And it's just, it's it's a really well done album. And it really amplifies the songs to be more than the sum of their parts.
1: Well said. Well thought. Like Sorry.
0: You. Every once in a while, I fall forward onto my face in success. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it.
0: I did. I don't think I even have a songbird for it. I think it flows all really well. And like I say, I think it's a really well done album.
1: Man, Alanis. Okay, cool. I'm ready. I'm ready for it.
0: All right. I am. I'm here to uh, in- to experience it. I think because you've heard it so many times, to introduce a certain element of like first time, why don't we try and watch all the music videos from it? Okay. And we can bring I've that into the seen conversation. Some of them,
1: but yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, I I think I've probably seen some. I've seen ironic. I think everybody's seen ironic. But um, anyway, but yeah, just to, let's let's, yeah, let's right add it. a twist yeah. to it. We'll we'll watch idea. we'll watch all the music videos and then at the very least it's fun to watch music videos from the 90s. The artist you were talking about today, I listened to his biggest hit and saw the music video for the first time, and I just laughed at all the kids dressed the way. I was dressed in high school.
1: Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I
0: was like, it seems so cool at the time. And it's like all the kids with like their crusty, spiky hair and big sort of sweater, like not sweat, like sweatshirts with the big, like the stripe across the chest and everything. Like I was like, I was that guy. That's me.
1: We grew up <laughs> in a bizarre time in fashion. The mid-90s cargo pant gap ad. Ugh. Blah.
0: Jenko jeans
1: yeah don't worry i wasn't wearing those i was wearing something insane and weird but
0: uh <laughs> people would sh- their pants were they'd cover their entire shoe yeah. like a tent
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i saw a post recently where someone i was wearing those <laughs> pants and then halfway up the leg was soaking wet and it's like only 90s problems like yeah 90s kids understand like, oh yeah for sure it's ridiculous
0: 100 percent.
1: okay looking forward to this
0: likewise It'll be fun. So thanks very much for listening. Hope, uh, hope we managed to stay on topic enough for you and keep it interesting. Again, if you want to hit up Steven, he's on Twitter, Life2Labyrinth. He might be there. It may be just pumping out the updates as the episodes go out. I don't know. Find us on Instagram. We're going to try and make it better and more interesting. Because I'm a 37-year-old man who kind of doesn't <laughs> didn't want to do Instagram. And now I'm struggling to learn it. But God, I think I'm getting I'm gonna better.
1: I'm going to learn
0: it. All right. Or we'll we'll find a cool child to do it or something. (laughs) Only my daughters were a little bit older. (laughs) I already know
1: who I'm going to farm this out to. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Listen to Hosier. It's good. And check out Jagged Little Pill for next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Life to Labyrinth podcast. Theme music by Devin Rose. Find Devin on Bandcamp or any streaming service. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Life2Labyrinth.